Hey, welcome to Fairdale Christian Church Online, and we're so thrilled that you're joining us today for worship. My name is Brandon, and I'm the lead pastor here, and uh, man, it's just a great day around here at Fairdale Christian, and we're, we're so honored that you're joining us. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect this morning. We're going to have a time of worship. We'll hear some music uh, led by our praise band, and and uh, hopefully you, you enjoy that, and then there's going to be a time of communion, which we'd love for you to participate in. If you're at home or wherever you are, if you've got some crackers some juice or whatever you'd like to use, uh, we'd love for you to, to remember the sacrifice of Christ along with us. And uh, and then you're going to hear a message that uh, is just going to be looking at some scripture and, and making some applications to our lives and how God wants to work in us and through us. And I hope that it's challenging and uh, encouraging for you as well. You know. This, uh, we, we are so grateful for the opportunity to come direct to you where you are today. Whether you're at home, or maybe you're traveling, or maybe you're home uh, not feeling well, or whatever the case may be. But uh, one thing that we, we say around here often is there's just nothing like being here with, with each other. And it's just so important. Those relationships are so vitally important. So we hope that someday we get the chance soon to meet you. If you're watching uh, for the first time, or, or maybe you're just new to us, or whether you've been away for a little bit, we would love the opportunity to, to reconnect and hope that uh, we get to do that soon. But I hope that you enjoy the service this morning. We're gonna start in just a few moments and just sit back, relax, enjoy, be encouraged. And uh, thanks for joining us here for the Christian. Good morning, everybody. We want to invite you to stand with us this morning. And as we get started, I just, I don't know if you feel it. I don't know if you've felt the spirit the past several weeks, but it just feels like the Lord is moving in this place, in this community, in this church. I hear the stories, experience the moments where, where God is just doing something. And so today, as we reach out and worship, as we sing to God, we want to honor him and bless him for all he has done. So sing with us as we celebrate him this morning. a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise a hallelujah loud and the unbelief. I raise a
Stand before. 
Lord, today we lift our eyes to you, set our hearts before you. And God, I am reminded that you take the weak, you take the lowly, Lord, and you raise us up, you make us strong. Because, God, it is not by our will or by our ability that we do anything. It is by you and your power and your strength and your glory. We give you praise. We give you praise for who you are. We thank you. We praise you today. We love you. As we continue to sing this morning, be reminded that, that God is not a God. He is not a God who uplifts and raises the proud and shames the proud because he knows that the humble of the heart are the ones who are to hear the earth and loves us. Lift your voice and sing this with us as we raise our voice and praise him today.
Oh man, let's give it up one more time for Alex. It's absolutely amazing to see what God is doing in the lives of the people of this church and this community. And, and it's an honor, it's just an honor to, to be here, to, to be a part of it, to see it. And uh, as we continue along in our service, I just want to encourage you, if you're a believer, I want you to think about that moment that you made that decision. And just for a moment, consider the trajectory of your life, where you would be now without Jesus. Because I don't even want to, I, I don't know that I want to think about where I would be without Jesus. Without the example of Christ, without the, the help of the Holy Spirit, without and that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That doesn't mean that any of us are perfect. But it just means that we've got a Savior. We've got a helper who, who really cares about us, who loves us, who moves us along and, and changes us on a daily basis. We, we remember that it's important to pick up that cross on a daily basis. But let's pray, and then we'll take communion together. Lord, you are good. And, and we just can't shout your praises enough. Lord, there is no one better than you. There is no one who has showed us more love than you have shown us. God, even when we were strangers, even when we were far from you, you died for us. You took on our shame. You took on our guilt. Lord, you took on our sin. And we thank you so much as we remember your sacrifice today. Amen. What's up, Fairdale Christian Church? We are so excited to be worshiping here with you this Sunday. We've just got a few announcements that we want to make you aware of to plug you in here at Fairdale Christian. So the one thing I want to mention is we have this thing called a belong card. If you're new here and you're checking us out, we want you to fill this out so we can get to know you and get you plugged in here at Fairdale Christian. 
And if you fill this out and come over to the next steps table and, and speak to someone, we actually have a free gift for you as well. Hey guys, Easter is just two weeks away and we want to provide you an opportunity to bless your neighbors. So go out into the lobby, pick up a bag of Easter eggs, take them to your neighbor's house, scatter them all over the yard, leave them a door hanger that explains what's going on. But this is also a great opportunity for you to invite your friends and neighbors to church on Easter Sunday. Hey, we would love to invite you to a very special worship experience that's coming up on Good Friday, which is April the 7th. We're gonna have a combined worship service with our Celebrate Recovery Ministry, and we're gonna have a special dinner that you're invited to at 5.30 p.m., and then uh, the service will be following at 6.30 p.m. So mark your calendars and plan on being here. You won't wanna miss it Good Friday on April 7th. Easter Sunday is coming up in just a couple of weeks, and in preparation, we wanna make sure our campus and facilities are in top-notch shape. In order to do that, on Saturday, April 1st, which will be this coming Saturday, we're gonna have a work day. If you love to get your hands in the dirt and you love to make things look better around your house, this is the place for you. I would encourage you to come out in the lobby after the services, there'll be somebody out there to answer questions and you can sign up and it's gonna be Saturday morning, April 1st. We hope you guys can help us out. Well, it's great to see you this morning. Welcome to Fairdale Christian. And uh, man, I just am so excited to share with uh, New Life and people making big decisions. That was awesome. The uh, servers are going to take up our offering now. And as they do, uh, one more thing that I wanted to mention, kind of add to our announcements, is uh, this Saturday is going to be, we're going to be having another gathering for uh, those in our community that are deaf or hearing impaired. And uh, we had the kickoff of that just a few weeks ago. And there's been a weekly Bible study that's been taking place here been going really great and uh, just excited about what that's going to look like this Saturday. So I want to put it out if you happen to know someone uh, who is deaf or hearing impaired that this would be an opportunity for them to get together with some other folks. We're going to have a meal uh, at, uh, at 6 o'clock. The, the event starts at 4 from 4 to 7. But uh, child care be provided, and we'd just love to invite them to be a part of it. And man, I, I got to be for the la here for the last one. It was just so cool because uh, it was probably 60... 60-ish people that were here for that, and uh, just watching, you know, as, as the, the, the leader was teaching, and, and uh, just watching everyone engaged, it was, you could hear a pin drop, because there's no one talking, you know, they're just signing, and it was just amazing, just an amazing experience to see. Uh, we've got a special guest interpreter, speaker that's going to be here from Dallas, Texas, named Micah Willis. And uh, we've actually got a busload of, of folks coming from Indianapolis, too, that are going to be here. So it's going to be a huge gathering, and I just want to invite, if you happen to know anybody, would love for them to, to be a part of that as well. And today we're wrapping up this series we've been in today. It's actually the sixth week of this series uh, just based on the Sermon on the Mount, this great message that Jesus gave in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And today we're looking at his conclusion. We've kind of had to fly through it because... There's so much there. We could have spent probably six months just in this one place.
place in the, in the Bible. But, uh, but we've kind of cruised through and hit a lot of great stuff. And you might expect when you come to the end of this, this message that Jesus gave, you might expect that he would leave us with something real inspirational, like maybe a great feel-good story or uh, something to kind of motivate us. Like, here's the three steps if you're going to follow me, and here's the three things that you've just got to do. And, and that is just not how he ties a bow on this. Basically, what he does is he gives us three sets of images, uh, three warnings that basically force a decision on his audience, and it forces them to answer this question. What will you do with what you've heard? That's the question that we're all going to wrestle with today. What are we going to do with what we've heard? And we're going to see the exact same thing that he leaves us that with. And he's going to conclude with that there are two paths that you can take. There are two voices that you can listen to. And there are two foundations that you can build on. You will choose. You're going to choose one or the other, so choose wisely. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 13. He says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few will ever find it. You know, I hear the first part of that verse, um, I think it sounds kind of scary. You know, it says, the highway to hell is broad. And whenever I, whenever I read that line... I always just think of a certain song. That's enough of that. <laughs> now you probably know 1979 ACDC. Uh, and, and the lyrics in the first verse, what they say, some of you, you know them by heart, but let me refresh your memory. Living easy, loving free, season ticket on a one-way ride, asking nothing, leave me be, taking everything in my stride, don't need reason, don't need rhyme, ain't got nothing that I'd rather do, going down, party time, my friends are going to be there too. And you know, it's that last line that really bothers me, because I hear a lot of people say that. I hear it's just kind of on repeat. I hear a lot of people say that, well, you know, I may be headed to hell, but at least that's where all my friends are going to be. So at least I know we're going to have a good time because we're all going to be there together. I guess we'll have a party. Just a general reminder this morning, that's not the image of hell. That, that's not at all what, what hell is like. The Bible describes it as a place of eternal torment and desperation, a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is a total and complete separation from the love and the goodness of God. You think about all the difficult things in this life, all the hard parts of it. And we talk about spiritual warfare and temptation, struggles and strife and the result of you know, sin in our world. All of, those, all of those negative things. And then we think about all the good things in life, the blessings. We even refer to them, even people that don't believe or don't follow Jesus, they talk about blessings in life. You try to imagine your life without any of that, without any of God's presence, without any of the goodness of, of Christ. That's, that's what it is. And yet there's so many who choose to ignore that reality. 
Now, I didn't watch this, but uh, I've been told, and I kind of went back and watched about two seconds of it. That was enough for me. That uh, The Grammys this year, that it was on full display. You know, I had better things to do than watch a bunch of rich, famous people give each other awards, you know, like picking Lynn out of my belly button or something like that. It was, <laughs> but uh, but a, a celebration of evil, really, a celebration of evil. And, and we get this image, you know, the image there is, oh, the, you know, the devil running around this red little guy with pointy horns and a pitchfork and oh, just kind of prodding each other and fun and we're having a party. It's like that, that, is, that is not the, the, the version of hell that is reality. Not by a long shot. And Jesus' words are true when he said the highway to hell is broad and its gates are wide for the many who choose that way. And then he says in verse 14, but the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road, and this is, this is good, we kind of underline this in your mind, the road is difficult, and there's only a few who find it. He says, when it comes to life, there's two paths that you can choose, and you will choose one of the two. You don't get to say, well, I, I don't pick either one. No, you, you have to. That's just the way this works. There are two paths. One is hard, one is easy. One leads to life. One leads to death. One is wide, one is narrow. One is what most people will take. One is one that only a few will find. And Jesus means for his, under, for his audience to understand that his way is the narrow way that leads to life. So if you follow me, you found a treasure that life is found in and through him. It's not one way of many ways. It is the way, the only way. You follow Christ. And, and you know, when I... so. When I read that line, the, 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 the gateway to life is very narrow, it makes me think of another song. You know this one? <laughs> Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. I love that song. Some of you, you know that one really well too. But I love the second verse. It says, prepare yourself. You know it's a must. Got to have a friend in Jesus. So you know that when you die, he's going to recommend you to the spirit in the sky. I heard a story about a teacher who was asking her Sunday school class, little, you know, Sunday school class full of young kids. And she said, if I, if I sold my house and my car and I had a big garage sale and I, and I, I sold all my stuff, and I gave all the money to God, if I, if I gave it all to the church, would I get into heaven? And all the kids said, no, no, you wouldn't get into heaven. She said, well, what if, I, what if I cleaned the church every day, and I mowed the grass, and I kept everything neat and tidy? I know some deacons around here that would love that, but she said, would that get me into heaven? And all the kids said, no. And, and, and she said, well, then how can I get to heaven? And in the back of the room is a little five-year-old boy that said, well, you got to be dead first. Jesus said, the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. What he's saying is his way is not easy, and it's not simple. This is part of the problem we have, especially, especially, let me just rip on us a little bit. As American Christians, we have created a religion, which I would argue is a false religion, that says that if you follow Jesus, you will have health, wealth, and prosperity. That everything will always work out. 
And you will always be happy and you should always feel entitled and you should always feel like you deserve this and you're God's favorite and he just, you know, is always going to answer your prayers in the affirmative, whatever you want, you've got. Like he's a big vending machine that we just go up and push the right button and he gives us what, what we want. That's a, that's a false gospel. It's a false gospel. What Jesus is saying you're going to follow me. If you're going to follow me, be prepared. It's not the easy path. You know what is easy? Anger and bitterness, harboring all that, that negativity inside of us. It's easy to take offense and be offended by something that somebody said or something that someone did, and, we, and we're angry at them. But, but all that lies at the end of that is a self-made prison of misery. A life of forgiveness and trying to reconcile relationships, working through things, you know, being a peacemaker, that's hard. That's not, a, that's not an easy path, but at the end of that is, is peace and healing and freedom from drama and, and, and all that kind of stuff, relational breakdown. What's easy is, is believing that money and status and you know, the thought that I have the ability to control my own circumstances, whatever they may be, whether it's with my kids, you know, I'm trying to pull the levers there, or whether it's with my career and I'm trying to climb the rungs or whatever, that those things are my key to happiness. And that therein lies my security in those things. It's easy to operate as though everything depends on me, but, the, but it really only leads to, to slavery of worry and fear and anxiety and the urge to control more and more and more. But what's hard is... Trusting God with those things and seeking first the kingdom of God. Saying, I'm going I'm to believe that his word is true. That's hard. It requires sacrifice and self-denial and trust. Often when we're facing a lot of uncertainty, don't know what's up around the, the next bend, but it's a life that finds peace and contentment and security and freedom in God's provision, in, in the person of Christ and seeing time and time again as he is faithful to us and my faith is bolstered, my confidence is strengthened that he has the ability to take care of everything that comes my way. And, and all these things, they're unpacked in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talked about every one of those. He said, this is the hard path, but it leads to life. And this is the easy path. And a lot of people do this, but it, it, it leads nowhere. It's shaky. And, and it's, it's hard, but it's good. Good things are rarely easy, whatever they are. Whether it's your marriage or it's a, your career, a family, a healthy mind and a body, easy things are rarely good. I say that all the time. Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, why is all the junk food got to taste good? Why can't broccoli taste amazing? You know, I don't understand why that is. It just seems so unfair. And yet, so is life. Everything that's easy leads you where you don't want to go. And Jesus makes it no secret. If you're going to choose his way, you're choosing the hard thing. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything in life that we are want, that God calls us to is going to require us to climb with him. By the power of his spirit as he walks beside us. And the problem that Jesus addresses next is is that there will be voices that try to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. It's everything we just covered. You know, broad is the road to hell, but narrow is the path that leads to life. He says, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to tell you that that's a lie. In verse 
15. He says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but really are vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Now, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time here because I think this is, you get it. It's pretty, uh, it's easy to understand what Jesus is saying. Look out for those that would lead you down the wrong path. In Jesus' day, a prophet was basically anyone who said uh, that they have information, they would claim to have knowledge that would help you live a good life. So we may not call them prophets today. We might call them philosophers or psychologists or counselors or therapists or podcasters or authors, or pastors, but regardless, we still have people who function like this, who say, this is what God really wants for you, and this is what God wants you to do, this is, this is where life is really found, this is what the world really needs, and this is what you need to really flourish, and Jesus' point here is beware, literally, he says, be on the lookout, uh, because there will be many of those who claim my name, or they even appear to be a Christian. They, they, they sort of walk the walk. They know the right lingo to use, and, and, and they're not. Their message, their advice, their wisdom is not in line with the way of Jesus. You know, if they, if they are setting up an argument that goes against the Word of God, they are not someone to be listened to. And it's really important that we're, that we're discerning about that. Because I tell you, I've read books, and I've listened to preaching, and I've heard podcasts, and I've seen a lot of different stuff out there where someone is literally saying, well, I know the Bible says this, but it's a false gospel. It's a false prophet. Jesus says, beware of those people. They're easy to spot. Sometimes they look, in, like, they look like wolves in sheep's clothing, but that would be what a really good wolf would do, is try to make themselves look as much like a sheep as they possibly can so that they look like they belong. There's so many who will tell you what you want to hear. But not every book or podcast or person or politician who claims to be a Christian is actually that. We must be discerning. And that matters because Jesus' final image concludes only one of these voices is going to take you where you actually want to go. He says there are two foundations that you can build your life on. You will build your life on one of these. You have to choose. This is the message. This is what he's saying and what he's driving home. You will choose. Which one are you going to build on? And verse 24 says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, is wise 
like a person who builds a house on solid rock. And though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come, now you, if, you, if you're underlining or if you're going to write something down in your notes, this is the thing I would challenge you to write that, write that down. This is verse 27, Matthew 7, verse 27. Take note of what he says there. He doesn't say, if the rain and floods come. He says, when. When they come. It will rain. It will flood in your life. He says, when those rains, when those floods come, and when those winds beat against that house, the foolish, those who have not built their lives on the word of God, their lives will collapse with a mighty crash. He's just being brutally honest here. He's saying life is going to be hard. Uh, even, even those on the easy path. You know, the highway to hell is broad. And many travel it. He's saying even those people are not going to have an easy life. It's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Both houses go through the flood. Pain and suffering shows no preference we, we all will suffer in this world in this life jesus says you will have trials of many kinds i love that scripture and he talks about that there will be problems you'll have pain and, and trouble of of many kinds the word that he uses there it's a it's a uh, in the original language it's it's the same word we use for polka dots just like they're all over the place there's no predicting it it's just part of it it's just part of life and and he's both of everybody's going to go through the flood both foundations will be tried but only one can withstand what life is going to throw at it the way of jesus does not lead us out of hardship we do not follow a health wealth and prosperity gospel we are never promised that god is going to give us everything that our hearts desire it's just not a promise. This life is going to be challenging at times. There will be floods that come and shake your house to the core. And when that happens, it will reveal what your life has been built on. The world will know. And for some of us, that will either be the happiest or the saddest day of our life. Every other foundation will ultimately fail. And this is Jesus' point. He says, you can choose to live in, in a way that you will experience destruction or you can choose to live in a way that you will experience life. And there'll be more of it in the future. And the greatest news of all is that at the end of this life, when we finally cross the finish line, there's so much in store. There's so much to look forward to. One way is wise and leads to life. One is foolish and leads to destruction. But the choice is yours, and you must make a decision. You have to decide which way am I going to choose? Is it going to be Jesus or is it going to be something else? And that is where the Sermon on the Mount ends. Right there. He didn't tie it up in a knot with a pretty bow. He ended right there. What path will you take? What voice will you listen to? And what foundation will you build on? And it forces that question to us. What are you going to do about what you've just heard? What are you going to do with this information? You've got it now. 
what choice are you going to make? We all have to choose. And this is the very, the very end of the section. Verse 28 and 29 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious laws. That's how he left it. And it wasn't the people who heard this. It wasn't like, oh, well, okay, well, maybe there'll be some other possible interpretations. No. This is it. He's just telling us, I, I know you may want to hear something different. You might, you know, your, your, your ears would love to be tickled and, and it would be nice if I just kind of gave you a little forehead kisses and it's going to be better. But he says, this is it. This is reality. This is truth. You've got to face it. And the whole series, Jesus might, I mean, he's challenging all of us in, in different ways. He challenges us how we approach money. He challenges us how we approach relationships, our worldview, maybe even challenges us to stop thinking about following him as like a nice little cute idea. Like it's like a, you know, it's like a designer handbag that I have and just kind of like it's an, an accessory to my life. Like, oh yeah, this is me and this is what I do for a living. And oh, by the way, also, I'm a Christian too. He's, he doesn't want to be an accessory. He's the definition of our life. Because he wants life for us. He wants good for us. That's the whole point of this. It's not like bad news, bad news. He says there is hope. There's a future I want to give you. And these warnings, they ought to wake us up. They ought to get us asking some hard questions about ourselves. And get us to take a long, hard look at our walk with the Lord. Because you've got to decide. I've got to decide. I cannot decide for you. I wish I could. Because there's about 10 or 15 of you in this room right now that I know you and I love you. And I really wish I could make a decision for you because I would. I'd make, I, I, I would, but, but I can't. And God won't do that to you either. He's not going to force you. Only you can make that decision. One of my favorite moments, watching somebody wrestle with that and, and process through it all, was a guy who was a, he was a friend of mine. We got to know him just a short amount of time, but really became a friend it was uh, Dennis French, and I, I love, I think about Dennis often. One of, the, one of the hardest workers you'd ever want to meet was Dennis. Uh, one day, he was here, and we were having a, a church work day, like we're getting ready to have, and he was out in the front yard clearing the, the waterway, the ditch. had gotten all full of debris and stuff, and so he's out there with a pickaxe and shovels and just sweating away, and he took, he'd taken his shirt off. And he's out there just sweating and working, and, and his wife Holly came up to him, and she was just, she was just giving him a hard time. She says, oh, Dennis, I, I wish you'd put your shirt back on. There's women here. You shouldn't be running around with no shirt on. And, uh, and he's like, oh, you know, it's hot out. It's hot out. Well, anyways, I saw him out there, and I walked over and said, hey, Dennis, let me give you a hand. And so we're pickaxing and digging together, and I, it was hot out. So I took my shirt off, too. We're both out there, and Holly comes up again and says, Oh, Dennis, you still got your shirt off. I wish you'd... And he, I, he pointed at me and says, Listen, if the preacher's got his shirt off, I'm keeping my shirt off too. <laughs> it was a great, great moment. But uh, Dennis, he, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer, and it was a roller coaster. It was like good news, bad news. What's going to happen? What's up around the corner? And he, was, he, he had had a, a, a moment where it was, he was in the hospital, and they didn't know if he was going to even make it out, make it home. And... Uh, I, I went up to visit him, and, and I know he'd, been, he'd wrestled with, you know, Jesus for, for a while, for a long time. And we talked, and uh, he accepted Christ in the hospital room. 
and we didn't have a baptistry there and so I did what I could I took a paper towel and wet it and just wiped it across his forehead and said you know this will have to do for now this is the best we've got and anyways he ended up getting out of the hospital and and uh, just a couple of months after that uh, I got the opportunity to to baptize Dennis and he beat me home he's, he's with the Lord now but uh, I got a picture of the day he was baptized should be on the screen back there and I'll tell you I, mean, I know that the the last part of his life was short from from this moment on it was it was pretty short but he really experienced a lot of freedom and joy in the Lord that last year or so that he had and now he's got a great reward and I I'm excited to see my friend again he and I talked about it when we when we get up to heaven together we're going to work on the we're, <laughs> we're going to work on the golden road together we're going to take our shirts off and wait for Holly to come along in a few months a few months before he went home Dennis shared this story on Facebook he said a sick a sick man turned to his doctor as he was preparing to leave the examination room. He said, Doctor, I'm afraid to die. Tell me what lies on the other side. And the doctor very quietly said, Well, I don't know. And the man said, Well, what do you mean you don't know? You're a Christian man. And the doctor was holding the handle of the door. And there was a scratching and whining on the other side. And the doctor opened the door, and when he did, a dog sprang into the room and leaped up into the doctor's arm with excitement. And the doctor said, this is my dog. Did you see what he just did? He's never been in this room before. He did not know what was inside. He didn't know anything except that his master was here. And when that door opened, he sprang in without fear. I may not know much about what's on the other side of death, but I know this. My master is there, and that is enough. There is freedom, so much freedom and joy available to you and me. But it's not the easy path. It's difficult. It's the road less traveled. It's the, it's the narrow path that not many find but it leads to life. It's a narrow gate. And there aren't a lot of people there because there's an easier, more popular path. There's a way that the world is going and sometimes we get distracted and we feel like maybe we're being left behind. Maybe I'm missing out on something. Why does the way of Jesus seem so, so constraining? Maybe I could do something more and, and, and have more life, but truth is there's a flood coming there's a flood on its way and when that day comes and your life is beaten by winds and rain what foundation are you going to be built on I'm going to build my life on the rock of Jesus Christ and him crucified resurrected the son of God living savior forever the king of kings Lord of Lords. 
He is the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And that's not bad news. It is the truth. There is no other way. There is no one else coming for us. Jesus came. He's made us this offer. Follow me and you find life. Now we're going to end our service uh, a little differently today. We're going to sing a couple of songs. I just want to invite you. The, the, the altar, the front of the stage here is open. And if you need to pray, uh, you can come. If you just want to spend a little time alone with the Lord, you can come up to the front and, and pray and spend all the time that you need there. But if you need to make a decision for Jesus, if you say, I, I can't leave here today until I've done something about this, I'm going to be right down here in front. And I'm going to invite some of our leaders, elders that are in the room to come up and join me because I, I don't know how many will come. I don't know if there will be one or more or maybe none at all. That's okay. We're available. We're here. So if you need to talk about that, I want to invite you to come as we sing this song. Let's stand together. Let me pray. And, uh, and then John and the, the team is going to lead us in a couple of songs. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your goodness. I, I am inspired by this, these words of Jesus that are very hard, very challenging. But Lord, I know that there's something in me that wants to rise to the challenge. I think it's something that's, that you've put in each one of us. There's something in us that just wants to be pushed. And I know that your Holy Spirit is pushing on us today. And I, I pray that we would receive that in a way that convicts our soul, that we, that we wouldn't turn our back to it, that we wouldn't reject you today out of anger or hurt or maybe we've got some baggage that we've been dragging around for a while but Lord that when we feel the prompting and the prodding and the pushing of your Holy Spirit help us just to to step up and to follow you because your way leads to life thank you for your goodness and your grace I just pray all this in the mighty merciful name of Jesus Christ our Savior
say no turning back, no turning back, it's not out of regret. It's because once you've had a taste of what God is like, once you've had a taste of following Jesus, nothing else will ever be as sweet. Nothing else will ever be as good. I want to invite us as we leave here today. We're going to leave the altar open. If you would we'll be dismissed, if you would just leave in silence and just create space in here for anybody who still needs prayer, anybody who still needs to come to the altar. It's open. Let me pray for us and we'll be dismissed. Father, you're so, so good. Sweet as honey, better than wine. Lord, you are good. Let us taste and see and know that you are good today. We thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your love, and your mercy for us. We praise your holy name. Amen. God bless. See you next week.
Hey, thanks a lot for joining us today. I hope that you were encouraged. And if there's anything that we can do for you, please reach out. You can find a lot of our contact information on our website at fairdalechristian.org. Feel free to reach out to any of our staff. We'd love the chance to connect and hope we get to meet you soon. God bless.